Super Talk Mississippi media production. Taylor Swift is coming to New Orleans, and Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and Super Talk are giving away a free pair of tickets. For your chance to win, go register now at Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from Margaritaville and Super Talk 103.1. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibility. I said one Mississippi, there's a magnolia tree. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. From the Foundation Studio right here on Biloxi's Back Bay, as we listen to my friend Steve Azar's One Mississippi, welcome to Super Talk Outdoors, where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime, the world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi. I want to thank you for joining us on the Super Talk, the powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network, or on Super Talk TV at Seaspire TV. But if you're listening on Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast, it is April the 4th, 2022. What a beautiful beautiful day it is in Mississippi. I was looking out my window this morning, looking out over Biloxi's Back Bay and could see fishermen you know, moving around. Uh, I'm sure that's what it looked like all across coastal Mississippi this morning as people take advantage of this incredible weather. Turkey hunters are out in full force all across the state of Mississippi. You know, turkey hunting is a, is a pretty addictive sport, as you well know, especially if you're a turkey hunter. Uh, my son Jordan has been chasing a couple birds and uh, it's been it's been a fun season so far, but we're going to be actually talking more about the turkey season in the second half of, uh, of today's show. But it's supposed to rain again tomorrow. So when it comes to the outdoors, we all know that you got to make the hay while the sun shines. And uh, that's something we've all known how to do so well, haven't we? That That is for sure. But hey, by the way, if you uh, we put all the Super Talk outdoor videos up on Facebook and YouTube. So if you want to watch the show, you can literally see the videos. And uh, you can go to the Super Talk Outdoors Facebook page or to our YouTube channel and uh, share it with your friends who enjoy the outdoors. Listen, I often say on the show that we will take the opportunity here on Super Talk Outdoors uh, to take talk to a wide variety of outdoorsmen and women who share our love for the outdoors. Um, we, we're going to we're going to continue to say that we're the capital of the outdoors in America. There are a lot of reasons we say that. I think there are certain parts of the United States that may have certain dimensions that are better, but when you add it all up, from the coastal fishing to the backwater fishing to the lake fishing to just the canoeing and the hunting all across the state, the outdoors enjoyment here in the state are some of the best in the country. And that's why I continue to say that it's the capital of outdoors in, in, in America. Um, we're going to get involved from time to time, though, and talking about why what happens at the Mississippi Legislature matters to you. This year, as you've heard, if you're a regular listener, the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund was one of those issues. So as the session started, sort of comes to a close, it looks like we may have reached a good agreement from the legislature. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that here in just a second. So without any further ado, I want to invite to the, to the Super Talk Outdoors, uh, my friends, the Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn, Representative Trey Lamar, and Representative Scott Bounds. How, how you guys doing? Good morning, Ricky. Great. Good, good great. to see you all. Thanks for having us on the show. It's good, good to see you guys. Um, so look, um, there's a lot to talk about, but what I want to what I want to do first, Speaker, if you don't mind, is you heard the, sh the the opening of the show, the theme song 
one Mississippi. It does look like that song is going to become the state song for the state of Mississippi. And it's the perfect song, isn't it? Absolutely. I had the privilege of talking with Steve Azar back, um, I guess, in the fall of the year. And uh, Phil Bryant had, had contacted me and asked me to meet with Steve and just uh, discuss the song and, and what it might, uh, if, if it was a possibility that it might become a new state song. And so when you look, when you look at the song and listen to it, it, it seems to me that it is a very comprehensive uh, song. I think he did a great job of packing a whole lot in, you know, the three or four minutes that a song is, is normally uh, in length. He covers our, our food. He covers our, our geography, every region of the state. He covers our people, our history, our music. He did, he did a fantastic job of just packing into a song a comprehensive approach to the state of Mississippi. And I think it's, a, it's an outstanding song. It's one that children can sing. I've seen the video where the children are involved singing it. It's uh, just something I think that brings everybody together. As the song says, one Mississippi. And everybody can find something in that song that they can connect with and relate to. Uh, we brought that bill out uh, earlier in the session. We passed it out of the House. It went to the Senate. And just last week, uh, on I guess it was Thursday or Friday, we were able to finally pass it and send it to the governor. So that bill will contain, it will declare one Mississippi as an official state song. It also creates a commission that will go forward and study other genres like the blues and rock and roll and other things to determine if there are other songs that could be appropriate for being state songs in Mississippi. So I think it's a great day for our state. We got a new flag. We got a new state song. And uh, it, it uh, is a very positive reflection upon our state. It's exciting. You know, Steve's such a good dude. And if you watch the video, he's... he's uh... He's so passionate, and and as you pointed out, I mean, he did such a good job of of painting the picture of Mississippi, all corners of Mississippi, a little bit for everybody in that song, and I'm uh, I'm super excited for him. But I'm more I, I think I'm more excited for the state, the opportunity to push that song out there. It says a lot about who we are. What, you know, we are one Mississippi. At the end of the day, we may disagree on politics and whatever, but like I say, especially as it relates to the outdoors, that's when we can all kind of join hands, spend time out out in. Uh, in God's creation and really enjoyed. And One Mississippi seems like the appropriate song, not just for the state of Mississippi, but as the theme song for Super Talk Outdoors. I appreciate your leadership on that, Speaker. Hey, listen, before we before we go to Scott and Trey, I just wanted to say that, you know, I have often said, and you and I, you and I have talked about this on my show, Coast View, down here on the coast, that this, this year's legislative session is one of the most consequential in a very, very long time. When you think about the income tax and teachers' pay raise and medical marijuana and all the other issues you got, you guys had to had to talk about. But it was a consequential session, wasn't it? Absolutely. I, I, I've described it as a very weighty session. We had a number of very weighty issues that we had to deal with. And I had my staff pull an article that was written on January 4th of this year. That's the day we convened. And the article was written by one of our newspaper people and questioned whether or not the legislature could handle all the weighty issues that were in front of it. As you mentioned, teacher pay, 
income tax, broadband deployment, ARPA funds, redistricting, uh, outdoor stewardship fund, the list goes on, and then the budget on top of all that. So the list just goes on and on about the weight of the issues. And last week we pulled that article and we checked the boxes that the legislature had dealt with medical marijuana and ARPA funds and income tax and teacher pay and outdoor stewardship and on and on the list goes. So I'm very proud of the the way that my team on the House side hit the ground running. We handled each of these issues. We got them done. Uh, we are now hopefully going to finish the session up today and tomorrow with the budget. But uh, the, the, the fact that we handled every one of those issues in a way that I'm proud of and I think we did, a, we did a good job of tackling all those things shows that in the short three month span of time that we made, uh, we, we covered a lot of ground and we handled a lot of weighty issues that I think uh, I'm glad to have behind us. Well, what's exciting uh, is it will kind of shift gears a bit and move toward the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund. But what's exciting about it is that it looks like we've landed in a place that's going to enable us to, to fund it significantly the first year and and begin to really pull down federal funds. I mean, this this is uh, certainly it's always been about investing in Mississippi's outdoor enjoyment. That is for sure. But the opportunity through significant federal funding opportunities to match that money to, to as, as Georgia did, turn $20 million into nearly $100 million. Uh, the opportunity for Mississippi to play in that realm is very significant, and it's going to be transformative. Don't you? Don't you believe? Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I know you're a great outdoorsman. In fact, the last two times I've called you, uh, you've been on the road to the Delta where you were going duck hunting. So I know this is important to you as an outdoorsman. It's important to me as an outdoorsman. I I love the outdoors just as much as you do. And I think all of our, the people who are interested in this particular piece of legislation are going to be very proud of what has happened. Now, you invited me to come on today, and I will tell you the two gentlemen I got with with me, Scott Bounds, who has kind of been the, the champion for this. Scott's the former chairman of the Wildlife Committee, uh, but he's still actively involved on that committee. This is a piece of legislation that he's been invested in for at least two years now. And then Trey Lamar, who's the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, who pushed this bill out and got it passed and got it uh, through the legislative process. Uh, I invited both of those gentlemen to join me this morning because they are the ones who actually made it happen. They're the two that, that developed the legislation, worked it, passed it. They're the ones who understand it. And I'm proud of the work that the two of these guys did. And I felt like they needed to have the, all the credit for making this happen because they're the two that, that did it. And I do believe this piece of legislation is gonna transform the, the outdoor um, opportunities that we have. As you pointed out, this helps us to draw down some federal funds, which will just further expand the opportunities we have to enjoy the great outdoors. So I'm glad to have them on the show with me today as well. So why don't we do this? We're coming to the end of this segment. So when we come back, we're going we're gonna to hear from Representative uh, Scott Bounds and from Trey Lamar. Uh, a bit about the process, why they were so doggedly uh, focused on, on this issue and why we needed to do that this year so we didn't lose out on another year of federal funds. Um, when we come back, we'll, we'll talk to them about their passion and the process and what, what they believe this means for Mississippi as we go forward. So we'll be back in just a few minutes with the Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn, Representative Trey Lamar, and Representative Scott Bounds. We'll see you after this break. 
Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com. Due to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, the home of Ole Miss Sports, brought to you in part by All Britain's Jewelers, Diamonds, Watches, Specialty Gifts, and more. Your family-owned full-service jewelers since 1920. Visit All Britain's Jewelry in their new location on Old Canton Road behind Highland Village. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Morganstone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morganstone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Spillway Diner, your local neighborhood family diner. Known for serving breakfast all day, Monday through Sunday till 2 p.m. They also serve lunch from 11 to 2 each day. And for a limited time, enjoy 20% off lunch on Tuesdays and Thursdays when you tell them you heard it on Super Talk Mississippi. Spillway Diner, where you are greeted with a welcome and a smile. Located on the corner of Spillway and Old Famine. For a full menu and customer reviews, check out Spillway Diner on Facebook. Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. On Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors as we listen to my friend Steve Azar in One Mississippi. Made me think about Leland, Mississippi this weekend, actually. Steve has his Mockingbird Songwriters Festival there this weekend. The weather's going to be beautiful. I checked it this morning. Last year was kind of cold. I went last year, and it was cool, man. Some of the some of the finest songwriters in the world there in Leland, Mississippi, playing their songs. What a great venue that is, incidentally. So anyway, I look forward to seeing you there. Hey, I've got, I've got uh, the speaker. Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn, and Representative Trey Lamar and Scott Bounds with me today. And we're talking about the progress that we've made on the on the uh, Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund. 
And we're going to, by the way, in the next segment, we're going to talk turkey and what's going on at the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks these days. Okay, so look, Scott, we'll come to Scott Bounds first. Scott, you, uh, you've been passionate, super passionate, as the speaker said, about this bill and why it's important for the last couple of years. Tell me why you felt so strongly about it. Well, Ricky, first of all, Mississippians are probably more passionate about the outdoors than anything that, you know, we are involved with. Uh, that was evident to me as I chaired the Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks Committee for eight years that that uh, the passion that the passion that people have for outdoor activities, hunting, fishing, camping, trapping, uh, it's very evident. And we didn't, we didn't reinvent the wheel, as I said many times here on this legislation on House Bill 606. Um, I first started meeting with NGOs, non-governmental organizations that are involved in conservation and ag and wildlife back in 2015 on this. And we met and began to try to craft something that um, would provide a long-term dedicated funding source for conservation and outdoor projects. And it took us until last year when we had our first stewardship bill last year and uh, so that was from 15 to 21 was about six years it really took us to put together something um there was some of us that i know i went to georgia one time and met with some people on my own dime and uh talked about it and saw what they did and we did some the ngos did some independent polling on two different occasions and saw that over 80 percent of the mississippian support uh, this out, outdoor stewardship trust fund, and uh, originally the bill called for a diversion from the sporting goods sales tax, and uh, hopefully we will move toward that uh, in the future. But, and I will let Chairman Lamar talk further about the funding on it when in his segment. But, um, it, 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 Ricky, it's just here again. Mississippians are passionate about the outdoors, whether it's from the coast to the to the Tennessee state line deer hunting. Um, uh, so, and when you have a when you have something that other states have proven that will work, when you have a dedicated outdoor stewardship fund, uh, to me it's a no-brainer. You know, you talk about, and I won't get down into the weeds on this, and you talk about the drawdown of potential federal funds. I want the people to understand that even though it's federal funds, those funds come from excise taxes that manufacturers of outdoor equipment voluntarily pay into the Pittman-Robinson Fund for those funds to be drawn down. Those are not like working tax dollars. Those are excise tax dollars that that manufacturers willingly pay into that fund. So that's what that drawdown is on federal funds. And um, a very, very important part of this because as you mentioned we can certainly take every dollar that we put into that fund and leverage it against federal funds for a potential three to one match so it's um here again it's a no-brainer and i appreciate the speaker and i appreciate chairman lamar uh uh, staying in the saddle with me on this and the house uh, we four different occasions or I don't know six different occasions over the last two years now we have passed it overwhelmingly overwhelmingly in the house and uh, so the house has a position on this house has a position well yeah the last two years last year 117 to two this year 117 to four um it's been it's been you guys have really led on this and we appreciate it for sure hey one last thing before we go any further i, I just wanted to mention uh scott bounds that georgia in particular has been a lot of help to us they, their experience their willingness to share um it's extraordinarily real what they've accomplished and they want us to be able to accomplish it as well don't they 
Yeah, they do. And I will tell you, Georgia took it one step further, and it's actually in their constitution. They did a constitutional initiative on it, and um, so it's it's enshrined into their constitution. I, I don't know whether that's down the road for us, you know, or whatever, but um, this is a good first step. Uh, I would still like a full diversion from the Sporting Goods Sales Tax. It's paid by the, by the sportsmen, but this is a good first step, and uh, we'll continue to enhance and advocate for it and be a champion for it. I know the House will be. I know the house. Well, there were there were a lot of issues, and I've talked about them on the show, so I, I know the bill inside and out, but it looked like it, I mean, it was clear that the diversion was going to be a showstopper for the Senate, so the fact that we were able to reach an agreement and hopefully get full funding the first year is a, certainly a step in the right direction. At the end of the day, the House was focused on the diversion because you knew that if you did it as a diversion, that it would be a dedicated funding source, as you pointed out, over many years, because so many federal projects are not one and done. They, 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 they take multiple years to be able to pull off. And uh, you mentioned the NGOs, the, the role that the NGOs have played to educate Mississippi to be focused on this and what the role they'll play going forward to help find innovative programs, to help find uh, other funding sources and federal funding sources going forward. It's pretty exciting to see the role that they're going to be playing. So anyway, coming back to you, Representative uh, Trey Lamar, who has been on Super Talk Outdoors before. Uh, it's great hearing your story and your love of the outdoors and your, your how you enjoy the outdoors with your family. But this one hit hit to the core for you, didn't it, Trey? It's, uh, this bill is, is a game changer for Mississippi, as, as the other speakers have said. Uh, it was it was an honor for me to help uh, work on it and get it across the finish line. Uh, this will allow uh, you know conservation efforts that we have not had before uh, to to continue on in this state for for many years to come. Uh, you know after we're all here for our children and grandchildren, and that's that's why it was important to me that somebody who loves the outdoors and, and most Mississippians do. This is this is one of the one of the greatest things that, that I've been able to work on since my time in the legislature, and it's uh, like I said, I'm just glad we got it across the finish line. You know, Trey, when you and I talked before, and I, again, I know you have such a strong connection to the outdoors, but when you say this is important to our kids and our kids' kids, that this is truly generational, uh, this is a generational bill, you really mean that, don't you? I certainly do, uh, and you know, and that, that's why the house is passionate about the diversion because we we know, you know, ten years from now, twenty years from now, you know, when when I'm not here anymore, when the current appropriations chairman aren't here anymore, you know, the 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 conservationists that are involved in this effort and the the outdoor board, you know, won't have to come back to the capital and be uh, held subject to some persnickety appropriator. You know, the funds will already be there so we can really concentrate on, on conservation efforts. But we're going to take the win that that we got this year uh, and uh, fund it with $10 million in appropriations this year with hopes of getting more in the future and, and ultimately moving to an, uh, the diversion that will create that, that permanent funding stream that we've discussed. Sounds good. When you hear these two guys talk, Speaker, what, what, what comes to your mind? Well, I'm proud of both of them. Uh, everyone needs to know that it's these two individuals who made this happen. For people who love the outdoors, like me and the two of them, I've hunted with both of them. I know firsthand that the two of them have a passion for the outdoors. Um, people need to know that this is something that's going to benefit our, our outdoor efforts for years to come. And these two gentlemen are the ones that made it happen. So the best thing I did in this whole process was to appoint the two of them to take care of this. But it's the two of them who made it happen. So I wanted to certainly highlight them on this show today and give them the credit for making this uh, come about. 
So uh, as we have, we have a couple minutes left, coming back over to to you, Trey. Kind of, you have a closing thought about all this as you as you move away from the legislative session. Well, just just grateful. Uh, you know, we we're able to get this across the finish line. This is this is something that's important to probably most of the viewers that you're listening to. But you couple that with income tax, and um, uh, you know, we've got one one major reform left. I'm working on the alcohol beverage control reform, and we should pass that bill today sometime. Uh, we've just had a a monumental session where we have uh, done a lot of good. Hopefully, for um, for uh, that will help a lot of people. And so that, that's what I'm excited about. And outdoor stewardship is at the top of that list. Representative Scott Bounds, closing thought from you. Well, again, Ricky, uh, just as the speaker alluded to earlier, you know, his his uh, uh, from from his January the fourth list of things that we we're going to attempt to do, uh, we, we have been successful. And it's taken a lot of work, a lot of hard hours, a lot of negotiations, but um, this has been one of the, probably in my 19 years down here, the most transformational legislative session for us, doing good policy for the people, the citizens and the taxpayers of Mississippi. This has probably been the most transformational legislative session I've ever been a part of. And certainly giving kudos to uh, Speaker Gunn and, and all of the House leadership and the House members and staying and again, staying in the saddle with us on everything that we've done. Well, listen, guys. God bless all three of you and and the entire house for your leadership. And I know I know you're tired. You look forward to taking a break. Hopefully, you'll get to get in the woods and do some turkey hunting, and uh, and, and kind of enjoy the outdoors as kind of a of a you know a way to get a deep breath. And as uh, Will Primo says, actually go inside a prayer for a second by going into the outdoors. So anyway, it's good to see you guys. Thank you for joining us, and have a great day. Thank you, Ricky. Thank you so much. As usual, as I always end every show, stay safe in the outdoors. Always put safety first, and we'll see you after this break. Mississippi to this land called home. I'll breathe Mississippi till I'm dead and gone. Just carry on. I'll carry on. Mississippi. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 83. Tonight, a 90% chance of showers and thunderstorms, low around 62. Your Tuesday, a 90% chance of rain as well, high near 79. And for your Wednesday, slight chances of showers, mostly sunny, high near 84. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. <laughs> there are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. 
Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products, and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank, in your corner, member FDIC. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gleickstadt or online at bennelson.com. Go big and go home during Miss Skelly's big home sale. The savings are big, up to $500 off. And the selection is too. Over $16 million of in-stock inventory. Plus, with 60 months financing, there's no down payment required. Instant gratification, endless possibilities. Take your new furniture, your big savings, and your down payment and go home. Go big during the big home sale. Only at Miss Skelly's. Green Home Solutions. We make air better. Do you know your indoor air quality score? Today, one in five people suffer from or have allergy or asthma. 90% of homes have indoor air quality problems. Over 25 million Americans suffer from asthma. We spend 90% of our time indoors, and our indoor air quality is two to five times worse than outdoors. Call 1-800-SOLUTIONS today. Green Home Solutions is the best decision you can make towards improving your family's indoor air quality. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The ballot initiative process is stalled with no agreement thus far on how many signatures should be required to certify any voter-driven initiative, therefore allowing it to be placed on the ballot. Ken Newberger with the Mississippi Medical Marijuana Association says it's upsetting to see the right of the people get denied, first at the state Supreme Court and now ending up in limbo. We really love the initiative process because that's how we got here, right? I mean, it's just we really honor what it can do for the, the people of Mississippi. I think that the, the proposal of making the initiative a statutory yeah. change was a really smart one. Um, and I think that the way that we're moving forward on this, it's the right way. It's just it would be upsetting to see it go another year. And it's looking like this could be a dead issue this session. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. Weeknights at 9, right here. Super Talk Mississippi. Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to primeshrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door. What is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation's Child Saver Program? Well, sadly, car accidents are the leading cause of death for children under five. Mississippi law requires children under the age of four to be protected by child passenger restraint devices and children under the age of seven in a booster seat. With the Child Saver Program, Farm Bureau provides members the chance to order car and booster seats at a discount. Because when Mississippi thrives, we all thrive. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. You know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. It's cut through walls and fall football. A Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I'm thrilled to have been joined by the Speaker of the House. Uh, Philip Gunn, uh, Representative Scott Bounds, and Representative Trey Lamar. We, it takes great leadership to make something like the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund uh, work. I, I appreciate you enabling me to, to talk about issues like that because we're going to most of the time talk about the fun stuff. But when it comes to something like an Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund that has a generational impact on our ability to enjoy the outdoors, it's important. And that's when we're going to talk about it here on Super Talk Outdoors. Incidentally, next Monday, uh, it looks like we'll probably have uh, Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman join us and he'll share his thoughts as well about the outdoor stewardship trust fund his love of the outdoors and i'm looking forward to, to having that conversation with him we'll be uh we'll be pinning him down later today and so hopefully he, he will definitely be on next monday um you know i talk about the turkey season all the time i talk about fishing all the time there's, there's a lot of excitement in the outdoors this time of year and as i mentioned at the beginning of the show my son jordan has been out chasing a couple of birds and it's super addictive man you once you hear that gobble whether you actually pull the trigger or not it becomes a, 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 an unrelenting dream <laughs> until until you the season ends or, or you or you find your bird and the guy who knows that better than anybody is Adam Butler who's the wild turkey program coordinator for the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks and I'm thrilled to have you back Adam how you been my friend oh man I've been great it's my favorite time of the year so I uh, can't complain a bit glad to be here yeah. I'm looking forward to getting sort of the latest on the turkey season. And um, you guys have made some changes this year. You have a non-resident turkey uh, season draw process. We'll get an update on that. But, hey, just right. generally, what you hearing? Uh, I think the consensus so far has been that this season has been better than last year. Um, last year was, um, you know, turkey, turkey populations kind of ebb and flow, and you have good years and you have bad years based on how good the hatch is during the summertime. Um, last year was was overall not a really good year. This year has been a lot better. Um, you know, our, our harvest reporting system, game check, looking at those numbers, you know, we're already 70% uh, of the way to last year's total. And, and, you know, we still got almost a full month left in the season. So that's good news. Um, things are up. Um, we had really great weather days, you know, turkeys, uh, generally gobble more and and you get more activity out of them on on days like we've got today where it's you know clear sunny skies not a lot of wind no rain um and we've had a lot of that this year uh so all in all um all indications are it's 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 been a, a good season um hearing a lot of good reports not hearing a ton of bad reports which is positive um and so that's that's where we're at you know so yeah, yeah, let's go come back to game check for a second for people who don't know what that is. We'll remind people what it is. And do you, I'm curious, well, let's tell what it is, but I'm curious about do you have a variable that you 
apply to the system on people who you know are harvesting, but maybe not using Game Check to kind of get a better sense of that. So what is Game sure, Check? Sure. Game Check is our mandatory harvest reporting system. Um, it was implemented in 2019, and it's really something that uh, a lot of hunters around the state, a lot of conservationists, and the Department of Wildlife, Fishers, and Parks had had been asking for for a pretty long time. Um, took a while to get in place, but it, it basically requires turkey hunters to report their harvest so that we can keep track of that data to have better tabs on how the turkey numbers are doing in different parts of the state. It gives us real-time data, so that's why I'm able to say, hey, right now we're already kind of 70% of the way to you know, where we would have finished last year. Um, and it gives us localized data so that we're able to look at county-level totals and sort of look at a map of how turkeys are distributed around the state. Um, I'm really proud of it. I think, I think uh, hunters, for the most part, have, have uh, adopted that system. Um, our agency tried its best to make the, the game check process as accommodating as possible to hunters. And, you know, we, we, we created basically three different outlets for hunters to, to check their turkey. Um, and, and by and large, hunters have adopted our uh, phone-based uh, phone app. Um, about 85% of the, the turkeys that are checked are through our game check app. So that's just a testament to, you know, people using smartphone technology and have that, that kind of stuff right in their pocket. Um, for those who don't want to go that route or, or, or whatever, we also, uh, you can call the bird in using our 1-800-BE-SMART number or report it over the internet. We have a web portal. But like I said, the app is quick and easy. It takes just seconds to report a bird and that's, that's, what most people have have uh, chosen to utilize. So this year we've got a couple of uh, draw processes in place related related to turkey season. You've got the the uh, wildlife management area, the WMA draw hunts. How, how are those going? Uh, those that have wrapped up. You know, we most well. I say that different WMAs have different frameworks in place. The lion's share of the WMAs that have early season draws those wrapped up um, last week and starting on. Um, March the 29th, um, you can, you know, they're, they're open access to the public. We've got some other WMAs that opened April 1st, and then we have a, a, a few that have other specialized regulations and maybe draw throughout the entirety of the season. Um, the non-resident draw that you discussed, so, you know, I know we talked about that when we, when, when I was on uh, a month or so ago, just before turkey season, but um, over the last couple of years, you know, non-residents coming to our state have, have grown tremendously. We've seen non-resident license sales to turkey hunters double over just a, a couple of year period. And so, you know, we took measures this year to try to alleviate that pressure on public ground and implemented basically a, a draw process for a specific license that non-residents would need to, uh, to access public lands. That just wrapped up last week. So, you know, we still haven't had time to go through the full uh, the full data on all of that. Um, most of the uh, reports I've gotten from the field, uh, from our conservation officers and from hunters, have been that it did uh, accomplish what we set out to do, which was to alleviate some of the pressure on some of our public lands to, to you know, give our residents a little bit of preferential treatment to enjoy the public lands right out their back door in our state. Uh, and so, you know, as we go forward, we'll really kind of assess 
how that went this year and then you know look at anything we may need to tweak for next year but but uh first glance is it accomplished what we wanted it to do which is to, to try to make our public lands more enjoyable by alleviating a little bit of the pressure we get early in the season well you and i talked a little bit about this the last time we were together but um, you know, there are a couple of couple of issues that that are support the reason why so many people are coming here from out of, out of the state. One is that just the cycle of seasons in other states. The other is the pandemic brought so many people back, uh, <laughs> excuse me, to the outdoors. But it is significant, though, actually, that you know, as people, some people may go to two or three different states and then come to Mississippi at the end. And it was becoming way more popular than it probably needed to be, at least for, for residents. Is that essentially where y'all came came down? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think we saw an increase in, in hunting license sales across the board associated with COVID and, and not just hunting. Like I've, I've heard from um, other industries, pretty much every outdoor activity imaginable um, saw huge increases from COVID, whether you're talking about biking, hiking, camping, um, you know, canoeing, boating, just everything across the board. Um, a lot of people, you know, took the, the, the COVID pandemic and all the things that went along with it as an opportunity to get outside, which is a good thing. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm tickled to death to see more and more people in the outdoors. But certainly uh, from a hunting standpoint, when we're talking about public lands, especially, you know, crowding is an issue. And so that's something we have to try to work through to figure out how to best navigate. Um, but we have seen an increase in turkey hunting. It has gotten more popular. Um, it's one of the few forms of hunting that has really generally trended upward over um, not just since COVID, but uh, over the last decade or two. You know, a lot of other types of hunting and hunting license sales have declined but not so much with turkey hunting, especially not at the at the nas national scale. Uh, it's as popular as ever, and I think a lot of our a lot of our turkey hunters may not necessarily like that because it does put a lot of competition in the woods. But it it's an opportunity to showcase uh, the wild turkey and the the great turkey hunting that we have here in Mississippi that we're really well known for. You know, Adam, of course, you're a specialist. You're head of the program here in Mississippi, but. It's, it, I'm interested in understanding why is that? Why is turkey hunting beating the trend? Um, that's a good question. I, I don't really know. I mean, part of it is probably because at a at a national level, turkeys and the and the restoration of turkeys is is a relatively new phenomenon in a lot of the country. Now, one thing I'm really proud of with Mississippi, I think we have a very deep and rich tradition of not just turkey hunting but but the management and the study and the research and the conservation of wild turkeys here in our state uh mississippi um to, to real quick rundown um you know turkeys were, were nearly lost about a century ago due to um over hunting and habitat loss and lack of regulations and lack of understanding about uh, how to manage that species and um starting in the mid 20th century a lot of conservation efforts were put toward restoring wild turkeys and that that took a long time mississippi was a leader in that we were one of the first to, to start that process and so we've had turkeys and turkey hunting a lot longer than the rest of the country other parts of the country it's a new thing and that's probably why you see it growing there so adam when we come back i want to talk about some of the things that mississippi did it is amazing though what has happened to the turkey population really across the state this is adam butler he's the wild turkey program coordinator for the mississippi department of wildlife fisheries and parks and we'll see you after this break 
Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Outlander at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Get high style without the high price. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today, starting at $26,095. And get up to $3,500 over book value for your trip. During the spring sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, get thunderstruck. MSRP based on Outlander ES2WD. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply to retailer for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends 331 this is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Callaway's has a large selection of trees and shrubs. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2022 collections arriving. We offer landscaping. Our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Let Callaway's turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tanks is always the better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden, that's what Callaway's is. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Every child of a parent with Huntington's disease has a 50-50 chance of inheriting Huntington's disease, which is described as having ALS, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's simultaneously. Join us in the fight against Huntington's disease at the inaugural Mississippi Team Hope Walk on Saturday, May 21st at 9 a.m. at Lakeshore Park in Brandon. To learn more, visit hdsa.org forward slash THWMS. People today could spend half their lives over 50. 
so it's important to keep your money protected as you get older. That's why AARP Mississippi is providing you with tips to help prevent fraud from con artists so your money lives longer. During the month of April, they are shining a light on how you can protect yourself and your family from fraud with the telephone, town hall, and document shredding events. Learn more and sign up for free at aarp.org ms. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend Adam Butler from the Wild Turkey Program. He's the coordinator there for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. When we went to break, we are talking about how uh, there's been a tremendous effort all, around the nation, actually, to help the uh, turkey population. And that certainly may have contributed toward why hunting turkeys has become so popular. But as you mentioned, uh, Mississippi kind of led the way on that. So what is it that signaled we needed to do something? And what did we do that made such a difference here in Mississippi? Sure. Well, as I was saying, you know, um, tur- turkeys were nearly lost about a century ago. And... Um, catch and release programs where where the few remaining pockets of of, of, of good turkey numbers uh, where biologists like myself went in and caught birds and released them in the uh, habitat elsewhere and, and were allowed to grow um, that that sort of program happened all all around the, the country and and like I was saying earlier Mississippi was one of the first to really start down that road and so we've had, restored viable populations for a lot longer than the rest of the country and um, because of that you know turkey hunting roots in our traditions here are really really deep whereas they're they're fairly new in other places and that's why you see a lot of um, renewed or I say renewed a lot of new interest in turkey hunting in other parts of the, the country that have kind of shifted the outdoor industry focus that way. And so if you're, you know, if you're consuming a lot of outdoor hunting media, you, you in the last decade or so, you've seen a lot more turkey hunting uh, and a lot more promoting of turkey hunting. And, and that's because, you know, much of the country, it's a new thing. Whereas here in Mississippi, we've had it for decades and decades and decades. It is interesting, you know, and it's one of the reasons why uh, folks like Toxie Hayes and Cus Strickland of Mossy Oaks Who've been on coast? Excuse me. Been on outdoors show here at Super Talk Outdoors, and uh, Will Primos and his team, and uh, I'm thinking of Lake Pickle and uh, Jordan Blissett and that group. They're super active on social media. They travel all over the country, and you can tell, man, that there's a there's a real there's a real market for uh, turkey hunting media. And you're right. I mean, it's, that, that probably has grown very significantly. And um, it, it's been good to see, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think part of that, um, you know, the, the, the age demographic that's really gotten into turkey hunting heavily um, is, is sort of that, you know, 20 to 30-year-old demographic. And so they're consuming a lot of that sort of media. Uh, and, you, and you see, you know, groups like you're talking about definitely capitalize on that to get the, get the word out. Yeah, it's, it's good to see. I mean, so speaking of social media, just in general, uh, the number of uh, people who are out and I, mean, I, I have seen certainly an incredible exponential increase in people who are posting pictures from their turkey hunts. 
uh, whether they whether they harvest or not, just being in the outdoors. So, I mean, it seems like even more so this year than than last year. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that's partly explained by a proliferation of social media in general. But I just think there's a well, lot of- and, and partly as we mentioned earlier, I mean, this year has been a little bit of a better season here in Mississippi, at least, than, than last year was. Last year was kind of one of the, you know, as I said, the, the numbers sort of ebb and flow, and and last year was was definitely uh, a, a trough in that up and down, uh, whereas this yeah. year just seems to be a little bit better. Hey, real quick, I I, I wanted to ask you a question in the short time we have left. Why don't turkeys like the fog? Why don't they like the fog? Yeah, why is turkey hunting so so not as good when it's foggy? Um, I don't know that. Well, you're asking me to like get into the mind of the turkey. I, I don't know what they think <laughs> about fog. What I do know is that the conditions where they tend to gobble the most are usually going to be a really clear morning, a uh, really still morning. Um, usually when, when we have drier atmospheric conditions, like after a, a front passes, so you get a couple of days where the, the humility, humidity is, is relatively a little bit lower. Uh, and so most all of those conditions are sort of on the opposite end of the spectrum of fog. So I don't know if it's that they don't like the fog so much as it's they tend to gobble a lot more when it's really clear. Uh, and you'll notice that not just turkeys, but I mean, any kind of songbird, I mean, you know, like a morning like we had today where it's, it's still and clear and really pretty, uh, all the birds are calling and, you know, turkeys just fall right in there with, with all the other myriad of songbirds and stuff. They're, they're going to vocalize a lot more when it's like this versus when it's, you know, low barometric pressure and foggy and wanting the rain and, and that sort of thing. Adam, do you get to go turkey hunting yourself very often? I do. I, I'm I'm a pretty avid hunter myself, and I I try to make time for it this time of the year. You know, obviously, um, it's a busy time of the year for me uh, professionally as a as a biologist as a biologist with the Department of Wildlife uh, who focuses on turkeys, and then you know also I'm a I'm a father of little kids and and have all of those obligations. So I try to go as much as I can, but it's probably not as much as I would like. Well, Adam, it's been a pleasure to get an update from you. It's always good to visit with you. Um, it'll be interesting to see where turkey hunting goes in Mississippi from this point forward. But my my uh, my prediction is it stays popular. <laughs> it stays popular because yeah. you can go you can go enjoy turkey hunting in places where you may not necessarily you know, see big deer and certainly won't be able to duck hunt. Uh, and you know the opportunities to do. To, to do turkey hunting across the state are pretty significant. Anyway, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure to visit with you, Adam. Have a great day, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Super Talk Outdoors. And as I always say, stay safe. Stay safe when you're in the outdoors. Always put safety first. We'll see you next week. Mississippi Media Production.